0: With your host, high performance business coach, keynote speaker and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Hacker Nation, Scott Hansen here. Are you excited to be alive? Are you ready to take your business to entirely new heights? And really start living the life that you were meant to live. You know what? Before we start, I just want to say thank you to you, the listener. And it's because of you that I actually had someone recently say, man, Scott, you guys are doing some great things with Success Hackers and the podcast has been on the new and noteworthy as one of the fastest growing podcasts in all of iTunes and business. And your listeners continue to grow. And I see people sharing on social media about your show and commenting. And that's awesome. Awesome. And I say yes, and I say thank you so much again to you, the listener, for helping us grow and impact and empower more people from all over the world. And you know what? If if, if you have a, a smartphone, which I know you do, then there's a podcast app. You can take us anywhere on the podcast app, which I do in my own car. Or If I'm working out, I listen to podcasts. Make sure to do that. But you know what? Things are rocking and rolling. Things are going really, really great. And depending on when you're listening to this It is the 4th of July, the Independence Day we call it here in the United States, and depending on when you're listening to it, if it's before, I hope you have a safe, amazing weekend, and if not, then if you're listening to it afterwards, then you know what, I hope you had an amazing weekend and uh, you had just a great time with your family. I am really, really excited about today. We've had some incredible guests on the show, some super, super successful entrepreneurs, but I guarantee you that this guest today is going to blow you away because we're going to be learning so much about persistence and perseverance and overcoming even the most excruciating obstacles. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Shane Niemeyer. Shane, are you ready to rock?
1: Yeah, it's really good to be here with you guys, uh, to spend some time, be part of what you're doing, what you're creating, and uh, spend some time with your listeners. So I am excited, actually. Awesome. Success
0: Hackers is brought to you by Meet Advisors, empowering business through advice. Shane Niemeyer has written an autobiography called The Hurt Artist, a gritty story of Shane's personal journey from hitting rock bottom to turning his life around and finishing several triathlons in Kona, Hawaii. He currently races Ironmans and Half-Ironmans, at the highest competitive levels. Shane's been on the Steve Harvey Show, outside television, been in the Associated Press, and been written up in so many national publications, we don't have enough time to go into them all. He is also a motivational speaker, speaking to groups, sharing his story, and helping others realize their potential. Finally, Shane is a wellness and conditioning coach, where he helps get his clients get their bodies and minds in peak states, as well as teaching them amazing nutrition. Shane Niemeyer, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you.
1: And it's it is it's great to be here. I'm excited to spend some some time with you, and again with your listeners. It's. Uh, pretty exciting stuff you got going on here
0: we've had some incredible entrepreneurs on this show, but none with the trials and really the tribulations that you've been through can you share with hacker Nation maybe just a few minutes of your backstory
1: so uh, the nickel tour would be something like I was just a kind of lost and troubled adolescent and that continued in adulthood I really kind of lacked a sense of personal vision or an archetype or you know any kind of kind of compelling vision for my future uh, ultimately uh, I made Constant bad decisions. I had been in and out of jail until the time I was 28. Uh, when I was 28, there was a constellation of events. I was headed to prison, homeless. I had been homeless for some time at this point. Uh, definitely strung out on, uh, I mean, heroin, cocaine. I was I was drinking heavily, uh, and I would have really kind of had hit the proverbial, for lack of a better way to put it, at the that bottom. So at the beginning of this, I just decided I had adopted this belief system that had me repeating my past failures and ultimately I I didn't want to do it anymore. So in a kind of half-cocked state of mind, I uh, tried to hang myself, which didn't go as according to plan, thankfully. When the cord snapped, I broke at least one of my feet and separated a couple of my cervical vertebrae, and uh, ended up kind of pulling myself together in those very formative moments that followed, the kind of hours and days that ensued that, that critical moment, that pivotal moment in my life. We talk a
0: lot about moments in certain times in people's lives that you know that light bulb moment or that aha moment that turns your soul and turns the lights back on in your life Take us back to that one moment where, like you said, the cord snapped, the divine intervention, if you believe in God, even if you don't, but something obviously happened. Someone pointed your life into a different direction and say, you're not meant to die right now, Shane. Take us back to that specific time and what do you think was the cause of that aha moment that got you back on track?
1: So, I guess before that moment, my belief uh, was that I couldn't change. The change for me was not possible, that somehow I had gone too far, that things had gotten to a point where there was no return, and if I can't control my behavior and my thoughts, then at least I can exhibit one last form of self-control in that I can at least End my biological function. That was before, and then it really wasn't long, and it may have been within that same day I began to stumble across a few fundamental truths about the human existence. And one was that now, on the other end of that cord snapping, I was presented with this opportunity to do anything that I wanted with my life. You know, basically create a new self, right? Create a new identity, uh, become a different person, a better version of myself. And so I just slowly. Uh, started this process of that I still continue today. Um, yeah, well, it's a,
0: it's a, you know it's interesting because your story is so parallel to the entrepreneurial story. Maybe not as intense, although it can be. Maybe it's not necessarily "quote unquote" truly life threatening. But as entrepreneurs, you know, we hear it a lot. It's that moment. It's that one time. It's that one aha. It's that one that one spark. Something happens. And in your case, it was just that. It was actually something that happened. But I just want to spend one more minute on that one moment. Was it something maybe that you read? Because prior to this moment, you didn't believe very highly in yourself. You thought, well, the more drunk I get, the more high I get. That's what my lot of life is. And ultimately, I'm tired of being in this frame of mind. So I'm just going to end it. But where was the clarity? How did you get clarity to go from that person to becoming the person that says, wow, there is a light at the end of the tunnel if I start changing my thoughts and beliefs?
1: Well, that's interesting. I mean, it's true. What you said is, I mean, obviously what I was dealing with, the way that I interact with the world still to this day, I'm interacting with the world from the frame of reference that I have, my mental frame of reference. And at that time, my mental frame of reference was very limited. My pool of knowledge was very limited, and a lot of my thoughts were, had always been occupied with the pursuit and acquisition and administration of drugs, not thinking beyond that. In that prison cell on that day, I had been begging the prison guards to give me something to read. And that was the first example of a way in which I increased my frame of reference. And the article was just an outside magazine. Uh, And in that article, I just stumbled upon this triathlon uh, called Ironman, which I did not know had existed. And the article detailed the distances, the discipline that would be required. And really that sparked the formation of what was the beginning of a concept of an, a sense of ideal for myself, a sense of who I wanted to become, at least part of that vision. And so that was really what kicked it off, was that outs- that resource in the form of the outside magazine. And over the course of my term in prison, I came to understand that the more that I read, the more ideas and concepts that I um, avail myself of, the larger my frame of reference, therefore the larger the toolbox I have to interact with the world. What you
0: said, you know, you talked about reading and developing your mind and having more tools in the toolbox as you call it. I think all of it makes so much sense. And Hacker Nation, I mean, my God, if you're if you're taking some notes but if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're not growing the way you want to grow, I mean take Shane's advice. He did his advice, which is just keep reading and keep searching and keep pondering and keep uh, you know, finding mentors. We talk about that all the time. This is why we always say leaders are great readers. And this is why if you talk to any super successful person, they'll tell you the same thing. I continue to read. I continue to listen to audios. All those things help. You compete in arguably one of the most grueling, demanding sports of all time, the Ironman. It's a 2.4 mile swim. 112-mile bicycle ride and a 26.2-mile marathon. When you practice and compete in the Ironman and engage in this physical competition that you talked about, do you think that that is now the new channel that you're able to focus on versus maybe before it was the drugs and alcohol?
1: Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, it certainly was. I was a substitute. So in the beginning, that's how how I relied on it as basically a substitute or a stand-in. Something to occupy my mind and my time and would enable me to develop a new skill set, would enable me to grow and expand physically uh, and mentally. But that's, yeah, certainly that's what it was.
0: Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being so transparent with me and the listeners and I think it's so important, Shane, that, I mean, you are a model citizen, man. You are someone that has been through the hell, and now you're on the other side, and you're impacting and empowering people in such a grand way, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But uh, I just wanted to say, man, I, I'm I'm proud of you, and uh, I know you're about to continue, not even about, but to continue to do some incredible things with your life. We talk a lot in the show about successes and wins and accomplishments, but I truly believe that a mark of a true w- winner is when someone fails but then keeps pushing forward. You obviously take that to an entirely new level. So, if someone is listening thinking, man, I you know, I might not necessarily have hit rock bottom like Shane, but I definitely feel that I have hit my own personal rock bottom in my own business. What would you say to that person?
1: Well, and you know, as you know and, and a lot of your listeners know, that is the a common theme than not. You know Gallup says that between 70 and 80 percent of the American workforce is actively disengaged. They're, that means they're spending eight to ten hours of their day multiple days a week in a state of distress we all have the same wants and needs and desires as human beings everything exists on a continuum and most people will never identify with the extremes that I experienced I'm a a huge proponent of taking a step back and really being asking people can they identify with detail a concept of what kind of people they are becoming Uh, do they have a a sense of an archetype or again a personal ideal or vision for themselves uh, with detail That is to say, are they aware of what their strengths are? Are they aware of what they want to be doing uh, for a living to earn income? Are they aware of the kind of people they want to surround themselves with? Do they have a picture of how they want to look and how they want to feel and the, the activities that they're engaged in outside of work, what kind of people they're projecting out into the world? And then I've always taken with me since that time this deep understanding that at any moment any day, we can stop. And I have to do this continually. If I have a bout of road rage, uh, I still have some bad habits. Uh, there's times where I need to step back, take a deep breath and examine what am I doing? You know, it, 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 Are my actions and thoughts in alignment with ultimately who I want to become? And so I guess the point is that at any moment, we have this capacity to draw a line in the sand, step back behind that line and examine what it is we want. And then, develop a strategy to go after go after it and get it
0: yeah and i love how you put it too because it's really recognizing your true self once you know who you really are like who your what your beliefs are and what you really truly want would you agree that the universe a higher being starts to put the right opportunity and the right people in front of you
1: I would wholeheartedly agree with that. And as in fact, it's been 11 years since I've been released from prison. In that 11 years, I have become obsessed with identifying what is the mechanism by which that happens. And there's a lot of compelling evidence to support that, that claim. And I've kind of given up on why that happens, but I'm certainly aware of that is exactly how things seem to happen. Mm. Um, Carl Jung called it synchronicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some very compelling research in obviously quantum mechanics or the realm of physics behavioral science is starting to thresh a lot of that out but i mean let's face it our minds are homing mechanisms right and they they move towards the things which we observe and thought is an observation and all day long according to ucla's lab for neural imaging we have 70,000 thoughts a day <laughs> and if we're not in control or even aware of those thoughts that we're having it's inarguable that our thoughts Create the reality we experience. Albert Bandura has done a really great model of reciprocal determinism and de- demonstrating how that happens. But I think we've become a country where a lot of folks have are victimized by their thoughts, and they're largely unaware of the color and content and tone of those thoughts. And it's estimated that 60 to 80 percent of those thoughts are negative. So if that's what you're thinking, certainly that's going to in some way impact your life along those lines. And So certain, I couldn't agree with you more. Thinking back where I was in prison, homeless for multiple years, I didn't have uh, any personal belongings, no job when I got out. To be where I am now, married to the woman that I'm married to, my life right now is exactly the way I envisioned it in prison uh, by the time I left.
0: That is so powerful, man. You got me fired up. I, I, that is such an incredible way of thinking and being. But I want to take you one step further because you mentioned something that, in my opinion, is one of the most important things of this entire show. You talked about visualization or seeing yourself in prison 11, 12 years ago, and now your life is exactly the way you envisioned it. You also said that we as human beings have roughly 70,000 thoughts that fire through our brains every single day, of which most are negative. Someone's listening right now to say, my God, I feel like a lot of what I think about is negative. What's one success hack? What's one strategy? What's one golden nugget that you can share with Hacker Nation on how they can sort of just turn that around? So yeah, they still might have 70,000 thoughts, But now, instead of having 95% of them being negative, maybe we can lessen that and actually start thinking about our lives and visualizing our lives in a way that can actually help us.
1: That's really interesting. I think number one in order for you to change anything it requires uh, implementing a new strategy and there's some really really compelling research that I like from James Pennebaker out of the University of Texas at Austin and his counterpart or colleague uh, Timothy Wilson at University of Virginia what they talk about in their behavioral science research is the power that the journal the written word can have and it has multiple I mean there's obviously multiple ways you can use the written word but I would encourage people and I do oftentimes to buy a composition book and first just begin writing down your thoughts, and if that means revisiting some of the events that happened throughout the day, uh, that's useful. But I also think it's maybe a little more useful to project your thoughts into the future and begin writing down some of the thoughts that you're having, so that you can first identify them. But it's a, it's really interesting once you take a thought, uh, which is transient by by nature, because we have seventy thousand of them. They just they they come and they go, and they come and they go, and they impact us in ways that we are largely unaware of. But if we can take a thought and fix it on paper in the physical world, then we can begin to manipulate those thoughts. We can begin to change them. We can begin to write more constructive words. Uh, we can begin to change the language we use, and ultimately we can begin to change our life through writing Down, obviously, again, the things retrospectively that have happened throughout the day, Uh, changing your perspective on the way that you view events uh, is very important. And uh, according to both of those researchers, and projecting, beginning to project your thoughts into the future, Uh, I think that was has been critical for me.
0: I completely agree. I started to put this into practice uh, not that long ago. Literally, I get up, I meditate, I visualize um, what I want my day and what I want my life to look like in my business in the next three years. And then I also pull out a gratitude journal and a thought journal for the first maybe 20 minutes. So that's how I start my day every day. And it has absolutely made all the difference in the world. I don't know how it works exactly. I just know that my life and my business and my relationships seem crisper. They seem to have more clarity behind it. And it absolutely works. So I agree with you 100%, Shane.
1: Yeah, you get it. There's a lot of people that think it's a good idea, but it's one, just that other step of taking action.
0: Shane, we are now going to enter the randomness round. It's like putting you on the Success Hacker's version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So Shane Niemeyer, are you ready for the randomness round? I'm ready. Best advice you've ever received? Do the right
1: things for the right reasons all the time. What's a daily habit that
0: you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Exercise. You now own a time machine, Shane. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 18 years old again. What advice would your current self give your 18-year-old self? That you have some rough roads ahead. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success?
1: Lack of fear of failure. What's a
0: hidden talent that you have that
1: most people may not know about you? I can wrap my legs behind my head. You're lucky that this
0: is audio. Otherwise, if this was video, we would make you be doing that. (laughs) Last question of the randomness round, Shane. When your life is near the end, what
1: do you want your legacy to be? That I have created many ripples and impacted people in a positive way. Can you believe, Shane, that just 11
0: years ago you were incarcerated? Now you're a published author. You are now coaching and empowering people through your coaching and wellness program. And now, in addition, you're also speaking to individuals on how to take their life to new levels. Pretty awesome.
1: It is incredible when you (laughs) sit down and when I, I... I never lose sight of that when I take the time to sit back and look at how things have developed. It is amazing to me.
0: This has been incredible, Shane. Thank you so much for sharing all these incredible strategies with Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business?
1: They could find me at trueambitions.com or simply Google my name uh, and plenty of things will pop up. Ways to get a hold of me. uh, If anyone ever needs, obviously, anything, they can always reach out to me. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. For this episode's show
0: notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Shane, along with some other really cool resources that we have on the site. Oh, and don't forget, you can take me and the show and these incredible interviews with you. Don't forget, like we talked about in the beginning, if you don't have the podcast app on your phone, download it. You can listen to any podcast, specifically this one, on your phone you can also go to successhackers.net and uh, click on the iTunes tab and then click subscribe to the show on the actual iTunes page. When you're on the iTunes page, we really, really love our five-star ratings and a great review because when you do that, we're able to reach and empower more entrepreneurs just like you. You can also follow me and the show on Twitter, hit me up at at scotthanson 1210 at Scott Hansen 1210 leave me a comment we can be Twitter buddies and we could uh, we can answer any questions that you might have about the show. So this is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show go out and live with passion.